Welcome to the Beacon Church Podcast. We're so glad to have you joining us today. Tune in as Pastor Brandon Crook talks about our mission, Jesus Christ, and how he changes our lives for the better. Enjoy. I want to read that passage of scripture to you. It's found in the book of Matthew chapter 21. So if you want to go there, I'll give you a second to to log on to your Bible app, or if you've got your Bible with you, feel free to go over to the book of Matthew, chapter one, or chapter 21. And we're gonna read starting in verse one and about 11 verses or so. Uh, This is the great moment when uh, when Jesus enters Jerusalem. This starts the journey to the cross for him. Let's read this together. It says this, as Jesus and the disciples approached Jerusalem, They came to the town of Bethpage on the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent two of them ahead, his disciples, sent two of them ahead, and he said this, Go into the village over there, and as soon as you enter it, you'll see a donkey tied there with its colt beside it. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone asks what you were doing, just say, The Lord needs them, and he will immediately let you take them back. This took place to fulfill the prophecy that said, Tell the people of Jerusalem, Look, Your king is coming to you. He is humble, riding a donkey, riding on a donkey's colt. The two disciples did as Jesus commanded. They brought the donkey and the colt to him and threw their garments over the colt, and he sat on it. Most of the crowd spread their garments on the road ahead of them, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Jesus was in the center of the procession. And all the people around him were shouting, praise God for the son of David. Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Praise God in the highest heaven. The entire city of Jerusalem was in an uproar when he entered. Who is this? They asked. And the crowds replied, it is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Come on, will you pray with me this morning? God, we thank you and we love you. We ask in the next few minutes that you speak to us, that you fill us with your heart, you fill us with your love. And God, this morning you do something inside of us. Thank you for this time together in your name. Amen. Amen. Hey, if you're taking notes, I want you to title our little talk today simply this. It's all a part of the journey. It's all a part of the journey. I remember last year, uh, it was six months or so ago, just before the end of the year, we went on a hike. We were hanging out with our family. It was me and my brother-in-law and his two sons, which are my, my nephews. We were on this hike and we started down this trail really with no end in sight. We just went for a walk, basically. It was a journey that we were going on. We, we didn't know how long it was going to take. So about an hour in, we started thinking to ourselves, maybe we should turn around. But then we started thinking, well, if this trail is a loop, then it's eventually going to loop us back around at some point, and we're going to end back up where we started, and we're going to end back in the right place. So we stayed moving forward. We kept going, and finally, after another hour or so, we came to the road, and we knew where we were, and we could get back on track. It it was a journey. And there were moments in this journey that we were walking and felt like we were lost. We felt like we had taken a wrong turn. We felt like, you know, we, we were in the middle of nowhere. And it eventually put us 
in the right place. Let that be a reminder to you today. I know this is a crazy, and everybody's using this term, it's a a crazy time we're in, it's a crazy season, but I think it really is uh, because it's uncomfortable for us all. We're in this, this season together. Even though we're all separately, we're all together dealing with the same problem. But I believe that it's all a part of the journey. And Jesus, as he's entering the town, this is a huge part of his journey to the cross. What's crazy is as today marks kind of the the day, the beginning of of Holy Week, this is a time for us to be celebrating and remembering what Jesus did for us, dying on the cross and then celebrating his resurrection. And yet the time we're in right now, it, it can seem kind of hard to celebrate can seem a little bit difficult to praise and to thank and to think about all of the great things because there's so much negativity in front of us right now. I want to read a scripture to you found in the book of Psalm, chapter 100, verse 4. It simply says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Come on, if you're on chat right now, come on, throw some hands. Give God some praise right now. I want to tell you something, that worship is the key to unlocking God's presence. I truly believe that. Worship is the key to unlocking God's presence. And it's something that as as Christians must be routine in our life. Worship, though, can be hard in a situation that is difficult. It can be hard to give God praise when it seems like everything is falling apart and everything is slowing down. The question, though, is, is why do we give God thanks? Why do we give praise to God? Because I don't just give God praise when everything is going great. I give God praise for who he is, which means if things are good or things are bad, I'm still going to thank him and praise him. I want to give you three things this morning that hopefully will encourage you a little bit and put us on mission this week to continue to thank God, even though this season is different, is hard, and is uncomfortable. The first thing is this. We give God praise because God is good. Come on, now that's worth it right there. God is good. If you're on chat, come on, jump in there and say amen or something. I believe that God is good. I want to remind you, God is never the reason why bad stuff happens. Now, bad stuff might happen, but God's still in control. But he's not the one to blame when everything is going wrong. And I know that's a typical question to ask. Well, how could, you know, a loving God let all of the bad stuff happen in this world? The answer isn't the fact that he's punishing us or the answer isn't in fact that he's doing all this for for a reason. The answer is simply God is good. No matter what happens on this earth, no matter what happens in our life, God is still good and he wants what's best. There might be consequences to our actions. There might be things that happen that are unforeseeable. There might be issues that we have to go through, but at the end of the day, God is still good. Psalms 107 verse 1 says, Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. God is good and his love is good. It's God's goodness that pushes us to go further. It's God's goodness that that challenges us to keep living a holy life, to keep living a life above reproach, to try our best 
to live in, in a place in our heart, in our minds that is separate from sin. Even though it's difficult and it's challenging and we don't always get it right, we can still turn to the one who is good. And that is our God. That is our Savior, Jesus. So no matter what's going on, we can give God thanks right now because he's good. And you can rely on his goodness to make your day better, to make your life better. Come on, if you, if you take a second to pause, I bet even if everything is bad and negative and you take a second to pause and think about the goodness of God, immediately your spirit is going to be uplifted. Immediately your situation, although it might not change physically around you, in the moment, focusing on God's goodness is going to help you move through this. The second thing I want to talk to you about is we can give God thanks because he's our provider. Oh, come on. That's good right there. God is our provider. So I'm going to give him praise because he provides everything I need. He is my provider. Does anyone love stuff? I bet you do. Do you love getting stuff? And nowadays, do you love ordering stuff? Yeah, that's you. Come on, throw it in the comments. I know that's probably you. You love stuff. And I'm guilty of ordering stuff on Amazon. Just being real. I order it online or whatever, and then I'm checking the order status, baby. I'm I'm looking to see when it's coming. I'm looking to see when it's going to be delivered. Every hour I'm checking it. Every day I'm going, hey, is it coming today? Is it coming today? Why? Because we love stuff. But let me back up for a second and help you understand that God, he's our provider. But God's not an ATM. God's not our ATM. He's our provider. He provides life and direction and blessing and guidance and love. But guess what? He's not an ATM. So when we got stuff going on with, with money and, and it looks like the check's not coming in or this or that, we don't need to turn to God and blame him for any of that stuff. He's not an ATM. No, he's our provider. He gives us what he needs. And even in situations that feel incredibly challenging and difficult, he still is going to provide for you today. Let me read a scripture for you found in the book of Philippians chapter four. It says, and my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 19. The first thing, the first thing that God provided for us was his son. That's worth celebrating right there. God provided to us Jesus who saves us, who loves us. Come on. He died for our sins so that we could live freely. No matter how many times we mess up, no matter how many times we sin and fail and stumble, God's love is there. His hand is there to pick us up. Why? Because Jesus paid the price. God sent us his son, Jesus, so that we can have eternal love today, right now. And sometimes we just want stuff. We want, 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 and we want to get, get, get. And we have to remember though, and I'm a firm believer in this, okay? Stuff, all it does is fill your house, but please don't let it just fill your life. We'll say it again. Stuff fills your house. Don't let stuff fill your life. We can order things and buy things to try to satisfy the emptiness inside of us, but stuff ultimately does not fill us up on the inside. I want to encourage you today. There is only one person that can truly satisfy you, that can truly fill you, that can truly help you. And it is our provider. It is our helper. It is God Almighty and his son, Jesus Christ. 
My heart is open to him, not for what I can get, but for what he's already done. Come on, that's worth an amen. My heart is open, which means he can, he can give as much as he wants, but also he can take. God can give and God can take. Why? Because I've put my life in, in his hands, therefore he is in control. And I'm not going to try to fill my life with a bunch of stuff so that I feel good and I've got a lot of things. No, I want to fill my life with his presence. And in a season like we're in right now, in a time like we are in, I want more of God's presence than ever before. I want more of God's help than ever before. I want more of God's spirit than ever before. God is your provider. Are you with me this morning? Come on, somebody say amen. God can give and God can take away. But I want to remind you this. He's your provider because he created you. He loves you. I don't know if you can go back to a time when you've been really proud of something you've made. Maybe it was like in kindergarten and you, and you made something that was so neat. Or maybe you're an artist and you paint and you love creating. Maybe you're really proud of something you've built or done over the past few years. You don't want anything to happen to that thing. You don't want anything to, to happen. Why? Because you're proud of that masterpiece. You're not going to turn your back on it. You're not going to give up on it. Think about this. God says that you, yes, you are his masterpiece. God created you in his image. So why would God give up on you? When I hear people say that God's given up on me, when I, when I hear people talk like that, it is, it is so hard for me to even fathom why you could think that because God loves you so much more than you could even imagine. He created you, therefore he wants what's best for you, he's gonna provide for you, and certainly he's not gonna give up on you. So don't think that for a minute, even if it's lonely, even if it's crazy, in this moment in time you've maybe lost your job, you've maybe been going through some things that you never thought you would have to go through, don't for a minute think, that God has given up on you. Don't for a minute think that he's turned his back. No, this is actually the time when God is closest the most, when we can rely on him the most to be our provider. Why? Because when we see the miracle happen, we know it wasn't us that did it. We know it was him. We know that God provided what we needed. You are his masterpiece. So know that this morning, that God loves you and he's gonna provide everything for you. The important thing though is this, to thank him, even before we see the provision. Now, I know that's hard and that's challenging, but I wanna encourage you this morning to thank him even before you see the check come in, to thank him even before you see whatever it is that you've been praying for come through. No, we can stop right now and know God is good. He sent us Jesus to die for us, so he's our provider and I'm gonna pray right now and say thank you, God, for everything that you've done and thank you, God, for what you've given me and what you're going to give to me. Thank God right now, even in the midst of this situation. And the last thing is this, which I think is really relevant to where we are right now today, is God is our healer. Come on, let me pause for a minute and let you get that. God is our healer. He's your healer. God is good. God is our provider. And guess what? God is our healer. He heals our minds. He heals our bodies. One of the, the best things that God can provide to us is his healing. Um, the word impossible is not in God's vocabulary. God 
is the, has the ability to take the impossible and make it possible. God can turn all things around for good. So let that be an encouragement to you this morning. God is my provider and God is my healer. God is the healer over my body, over sickness. Come on, some of you need this this morning. Over your heart, over your spirit, over your mind. God is your healer. God has the power to take any situation that we might be going through. And although we can't see the end result and we don't know how we're going to get out of this thing, God has the ability to take this current journey and this situation right here and turn it and flip it and make it into the very thing that propels you to the next level. You just have to have to take your hands off of it and let him do the work. God is your healer. And right now our country needs healing. Our nation needs healing. This world needs healing. Our city needs healing. You might know somebody who's even dealing with sickness and even dealing with this coronavirus right now, and they need healing. Remind them that God is your healer. I praise God for doctors. I praise God for scientists and all of those who are working hours and hours tirelessly through the days. But I'm going to praise God because ultimately, he's our source for healing. He's our source for provision. I'm going to thank him right now because he's my healer. And some of us might not need physical healing, but I've got some stuff going on in my mind. Or you've got some stuff going on in your heart. And you say, God, I need healing from this. I need your help through this. God, I'm about to go crazy up in my house. Will you help me? Will you heal me? And guess what? As you talk to him, he will. He's going to heal you and touch you in whatever way you need him to. What is the key to unlocking God's presence? What is the key to unlocking God's power? I already said worship was one, but guess what the other one is? It's prayer. It's prayer. I believe that prayer is the key to unlocking God's healing power. Now, don't get this mixed up and think that if you get in some formality, some rigid schedule, so, you know, hey, if I pray... And then if I read my Bible this much, and then if I do this, this, and this, then I can just expect it's all going to get perfect, and I can expect it's all going to go through the way that I wanted to go through. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is that prayer unlocks the healing power, but that's still in his hands. That's still in his timing. Now, I know that's difficult to hear. I know that is so tough to sit back and go, okay, God, so what's going to happen? But I'm not in control. He's in control. And because he's in control, things are going to happen in his time. Things are going to happen his way. And we're going to give him praise regardless of how it seems right now and regardless of where it goes. God is my healer. Come on, somebody. God is your healer. I don't know what you need to be healed from today. I don't know what you need to, to see God do today in your life and in your situation. But we can give him praise right now to know that he's going to do it no matter what it takes and no matter how long it seems. God is in control. We're all on this journey together. I'm on a journey right now. But God is in control of the outcome. So I'm going to take this time, this season, I'm going to even take right now, maybe some of you in your living room sit here, you need to sit back and go, God, okay, thank you. Thank you for what we're dealing with. Thank you for what we're going through. And thank you for how you're helping me get through this season. Heal my heart, heal my mind, and whatever it is, I believe he's going to do that very thing. Don't 
get into some rigid structure and think just because I pray, it's going to produce a result right now. No, when you pray, it's going to unlock God's guidance, his provision, and his power. But you're still giving him permission to do it his way and how he sees it through. I don't worship God to see results. I don't pray to God to see results. No, I worship God because he's good. I worship God for who he is. I give God praise for what he's done and already done for me by sending Jesus to die for my sins. I don't pray and worship just to, to get the next best thing. I don't pray and worship to get more of something. No, I just, I pray and I worship because I know God is faithful and he is good right now. Maybe some of you have been longing to see that thing and that breakthrough happen. So you're praying over and over and over, hoping and wishing and tirelessly going, okay, God, when is this going to happen? I want to maybe help you reinstall that vision for a minute and go, maybe I shouldn't just pray to see results, but I should pray and I should worship just because of God and who he is and how good he is in my life and in my family. I'm going to take today, I'm going to take this situation and give him praise no matter what. This week is a great time. This week is, is a great moment to refocus on what really matters, to kind of stop and to pause and to remember what Jesus did for you, what Jesus did for me on that cross. Today is Palm Sunday, a day to celebrate, a day to look back and remember But all along the way, Jesus, as he's going through the crowds, remember this, as he is going through the crowd and everybody is screaming and praising his name, he's already envisioning the same crowd that a few days later is going to be screaming and cursing for his crucifixion. One minute Jesus is celebrated, the next minute he is wanted to be put to death. But all along the way, the journey to the cross that Jesus is on starting today, or we're remembering today, is all a part of the journey that we are on with Jesus right now. A journey that seems so even annoying and so different, having to sit back and some of us are going, when am I going to go to work? When am I going to get back to, to regular life? We don't know that answer. But what we can know is that God is still good. What we can know is that God is our provider. What we do know now is he's my healer. So I'm going to praise him in this moment. I'm going to thank him in this moment. And I'm going to remember and be reminded that it's all a part of my journey. It's all a part of the journey that we're on today. Months from now, we're going to look back at this situation, this season, we're probably going to be sitting together at dinner or coffee or somewhere going, you remember when we were stranded? You remember when we were sitting all alone? Remember when we were in the house? You know, parents, remember when all the kids were going crazy? It's all a part of the journey that we're on. So right now, let me encourage you again, as so many are encouraging in this moment, to let this season be fruitful in whatever way it can be. Don't get through this season just to survive. Get through this season and grow. Get through this season and let God move in your life and in your family's life in an incredible way so that when you come out of this thing, you can go look at how he made me stronger. Look at how I had to rely on him more than ever. Look at how good he is and he was then. And I will praise him all the days 
of my life. I hope today has been an encouragement to you. I hope right now, even in this moment, you're going, yeah, you know what? I've got a lot to be thankful for. And even right now, as things are so uncertain and we don't know where we're going to end up from now in a few months, I can tell you this, God is in control and we can praise him because of it. Today, as we celebrate Palm Sunday, as we remember all that Jesus did for us, remember right now that he loves you, that he cares for you, and that he's got a plan for your life. And that where you are now is just a part of the journey to where God has you in the future. Wherever you are right now, I want to encourage you, maybe bow your head and close your eyes. I'm going to pray for you. And whatever you've been dealing with and going through, I'm going to pray that God intervenes in your situation in a mighty and incredible way and that you will see fruit in this season like you've never seen it before. So come on across wherever you are sitting, watching this on YouTube or Facebook or other platforms, sitting on your couch or your living room or with some friends. Hey, let's take a second. Let's bow our heads and and let me just pray for you right now. God, thank you for this, this time that we've had together. I know it is so different and unconventional having to, to kind of sit in our living room and do church. And, and it's so, so not the same as being together in a room. But I believe your power, just like it can move in a room with us all together, it can move right now in our living rooms as we're watching this in different places. God, you see every person who, who is watching this stream. You see every person who is watching this moment right now. I pray you will come into their life, into their situation, God, and that you will flow, Lord Jesus, in their hearts like never before. God, remind them of your love. Remind them of your grace. God, remind them that you are still in control in this season. God, I pray for those who are uncertain about their job. I pray for those who are going through a financial struggle. God, I pray for those that you will intervene in their life like never before. You'll intervene in the situation that they're going through like never before. God, we worship you because you are our provider. We worship you because you are everything to us. You are good and you are healer. So God, heal our land, heal our city, heal our country and our world through this season as this virus continues. God, I pray you will stop it in its tracks. And I pray as this season continues, God, wherever we end up, Lord, we'll be able to praise you for what you've done in our hearts and in our lives. God, every person that is watching this stream, I pray a blessing over them. And I pray that you will continue to do something so good, something so big and powerful. Thank you for our church. God, I pray we can be a light into this city like never before. Thank you for my friends watching right now. I pray blessings over them in this church and this city. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, let's give him praise across this place, wherever you are. Come on, you put your hands together in your living room, whatever it is. God has it in control. Hey, we love you so much. We're here for you. We're praying for you, and we know that God has a plan. He wants what's best for you. So in this season, take it for what it is. Rest, recoup, relax. Don't get overly stressed about it. And know this, God is good, God is my provider, and God is my healer. So I'm going to praise him no matter what. We love you. Thank you so much for tuning in live. We're going to do this every Sunday together, 1030 and 6.30 p.m. on Sundays. We love having you with us. Hey, Easter Sunday, one week from today. I want you to tune in because I believe God has a message for you and it is going to be so inspiring. Tune in on Easter next week because God's gonna do something great. We'll see you soon. God bless you.